0: My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Chris Weir. Chris is a video producer and business owner with over 20 years of experience in the industry. Focusing on B2B videos, Chris's company, Cleaver Creative, has created animations and videos for events, sales presentations, and commercials. He now works with business owners to help them develop their video strategies. Being in business since 2008 and making hundreds of videos all over the world, He's worked with every size of business, including Accenture, Salesforce, SAP, AT&T, ComEd, and a whole lot more. Chris will ensure that you get exactly what you want with the complete transparency of having the perfect video for your business. It's going to be a great uh, conversation today because video in 2022 and 2023 is where it's at. And if you are not producing videos, either with your face or with some animation or with some, you know, just something else going on on screen, you are missing out. So it's going to be a great conversation today. Chris, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much for having me. So this is fun.
0: Yeah. So listen, I want to talk a little bit about your experience and how you got into, you know, creating explainer videos. Let's do a deeper dive into why this segment of creating these types of shorter form videos are really taking off and why entrepreneurs and businesses need them today.
1: Sure. So yeah, so the explainer videos that we do started out probably over 10 years ago really popular. And I think part of the reason was there was a video that came out for Dropbox. I don't know if you remember that. Mm Mm-hmm. But basically, Dropbox used their explainer video as their MVP, uh, basically their, their minimum viable product. They hadn't even built the app yet, but they put out this video saying, wouldn't it be great if you could have one document that you access from any of your devices at any time, anywhere. And they showed it like basically living in the cloud. And then you can get this document. Now, obviously we take that for granted it's just like commonplace, but at the time their app didn't even exist and they didn't even build the app yet. They just made this video talking about what they wanted to do. That was around the time that like, you know, these drawing videos were happening on YouTube where like you would see all these like hand-drawn things around, like, isn't this interesting? And so, it became apparent that the explainer video has a really uh, important role to play as far as uh, showing off what you do in a fun animated way. And we found them to be very successful for people for sales presentations, but also just for explaining your product or service on your website. So it's become kind of like one of those mainstay products that you need, like you need customers testimonial videos, You probably need an FAQ series and explainer videos. One of those things that you're probably going to want to have at some point that just breaks down exactly what you do very simply for your customers.
0: So, how do you deal with people who don't want to be the star of the show? The ones that don't want to get up in front of the camera, that don't want to show their face, that don't like how their voice sounds when they hear it played back to them. You know, what are some of the options that are available to you then?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the perfect example, you you can hire a voiceover artist that's going to tell the story that you want to tell for you. You don't have to appear on camera. So I would say that's probably the best option for somebody who doesn't want to be seen or heard is to use movie magic that you can do without having to get on camera yourself.
0: So one of the things that I've always struggled with, so I've seen different, you know, software providers like Powtoons right, was one of the leaders in the space for, you know, the do-it-yourself movement where you could just go and put these little actors and they animate themselves and, you know, do all that kind of stuff. But what happens is, you know, you do need a certain degree of creativity in order to make that happen, right? And one of the things I found was I am severely lacking in that department, right, where once I'm presented with that blank canvas, even if I have a template that is right on point for the type of product or service that I'm trying to that I'm trying to create still, you know, like, do I really want to move this guy from the left to the right? Or should I start from the top? Or, you know, I'll just go down that rabbit hole and four or five hours later, I still won't be any closer to completing this video than I should have been. Right. That's where someone like you comes in. Right. And really helps, you know, sort of taking over that whole storyboard and, you know, the concept and, you know, like how you're going to map it out. Um, talk to me a little bit about how this process starts, either if you're going to be doing this yourself, or if you're going to be hiring a professional to help you through it, like, what are the things you should be thinking about?
1: Yeah. So what I would probably recommend if you're going to do it yourself is look at other videos that you like and borrow pieces from that. You can look at videos, you know, obviously on YouTube, you can go into Facebook and Instagram and look at look at ads that are running that people are actually watching and borrow elements that you want from other things and see how you can build that into your story. You know, as a business person, you either have time or you have money. So if you have time, there are these apps out there that let you do them and it is fun honestly <laughs> like that is one of the the neat parts about what we do is is you can have a lot of fun doing it yourself which you couldn't really do easily 20 years ago as you found probably when you've done some of this is that it is a big time investment and to create 1 minute of animation can sometimes take easily 40 hours of time or more depending on how com- complex it is. There are some things that, that do make it more simple, but there's not really anything that's like total plug and play and gives you a great result. So, it's a tricky balance to decide like how much of this does it need to be functional and just get my idea across? How much of it does it need to be creative and be eye-catching and draw someone in? And depending on your audience and who you're speaking to, you need to have elements of all those things. So worst case scenario, or like, I wouldn't, wouldn't say worst case scenario, but I would say at the very minimum, I would find a professional to talk to and get advice on. Even if maybe you don't have budget to hire them, say, how would you do it? How would you approach this idea? Here's what I have. Often it's easier for us when somebody comes to me with an idea or even with a rudimentary script and they're like, This is what I'm thinking. A lot of times they start way too much with too much preamble at the front where they're like, I started this company 20 and I'm like, okay, we don't care about that. I care about it personally, but your audience wants to know like what problem are you solving? So let's start with the problem. Then let's talk about the solution. Then let's talk about your company
0: so what comes first the chicken or the egg syndrome you know do you have to come up with the concept first do you have to have the voiceover complete before you can start animating like where do the uh, where do these parts fit in
1: so the process is always you know you have a script you finalize your script once you're happy with the script which is usually some kind of voiceover you might have dialogue in there as well then you move on to storyboarding you come up with all the visuals that are going to marry to that script you finalize that then you start animation. So it's very important that you go in that order because that's where project bloat can happen, where if people wanna start making changes to the script when you've already started animation, then you have to change the visuals, then you have to change the animation of the visuals. So it's really important in the process of creating an animated video to have that series of checkpoints where you're like, okay, I'm 100% happy with the script, Let's move on to storyboarding. Then let's move on to animation.
0: So what happens if you create a script, you know, that you're confident that you, you know, you have control over, but you just can't pull out that detail out of your head of what subjectively I like versus what my customers will like, you know, or, you know, like some of the aesthetics, like, like, will this joke land well? I'll give you an example, actually. Mm -hmm. So along the I-95 here in South Florida you know, on the main highway, there are these big yellow billboards that say your wife is hot, okay? Better get your AC fixed, right? Which is actually very, very clever marketing, right? Because first of all, you're talking about your hot wife. And second of all, you got to make sure that she's cool because, you know, you can't have her in a house that's, uh, you know, with no AC, especially down here, right? So what happens is, you know, like that's a joke, you know, that lands well, that fits into this marketplace, things like that, right? So when you're first jumping into this, how can you even like what do you think are some of the steps to i in order to figure out you know whether i want to be more cheeky with the script whether i want to be more pro serious mood music fantasy type music right you know the the hand that scribbles around you know how to guide a client through some of those things especially when they're not so artistically inclined like they know you know everything about roofing or everything about their business but it's like if I had to put together a visual, like, geez, shoot me now. This is going to, you know, this is right. take forever to come up. Like, why am I paying you, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think it goes back to the adage of there's no accounting for taste. One person might find hilarious, somebody else might find, you know, annoying. So you have to, it has to reflect your, best to reflect. The company, right? It has to feel right. That's the biggest thing is like if it doesn't feel right and natural to you as the business owner, as the company, then you can't go forward with it. I don't care what an advertising company says. Like it has to feel right and true to you. Can you have fun with your brand? Can you poke fun at yourself? Can you have fun with the product? Absolutely. Do you need to grab attention? Totally. And that's what those billboards do as well as get the point across very succinctly. So if you can have fun with it, absolutely you should. And that is an advantage of animation is that it's much easier to have an animated character having a problem that could be perceived as humorous as an actor or a real person. But ultimately I think it just has to feel right to the business person. There is some tricks you can do to that. Whereas like you can have an attention getter that's maybe more humorous and then go into your topic. But when you're once you're done, once you've like written it down on the page and you can say, this this feels right, this feels authentic to me and my brand, then you can decide if you want to move forward.
0: I love that explanation. Thank you so much for sharing that. So after the video is created, like after you go through this entire process, how do you measure success? Right? Because, you know, sometimes it's not like, I don't think anybody can create a video that I'm just going to see that video, you know, once or 10 times and be like, that's it. I got to get that brand, right? Or I, or, or I got to reach out and I got to, you know, I got to do that. We talk a lot about advertisements, you know, like TV advertisements, things like that, how they're very repetitive, how, you know, and even how they change them up a little bit, you know, as they, you know, as you see them on YouTube and as you see them in a banner ad when you're looking at CNN on the news, or as you go back to the site as a retargeted ad, things like that. How do you then measure, you know, just how successful, you know, this explainer video is because it's not something that can be necessarily independently graded, right? People aren't just going to look at the video and say, yes, I got to do that. You know, it's accompanied by the copy. It's accompanied by the offer. It's accompanied by the, you know, the layout of the screen. You know, there are a whole bunch of other factors. So how do you help uh, companies figure out, you know, what is the return on that investment?
1: Sure. So every every video, every ad is different, but you have to track it based upon some metrics. So for instance, when we created our explainer video for Cleaver, for my company, before we finalized it, I showed it to a bunch of people and just said, hey, what do you think? Is this effective? Do you like it? And you can very quickly get great feedback just from previewing it for people to see like, what works, what doesn't. And then we went back and we made some tweaks to it. But if you're running it as an ad, obviously you can track and see if this is actually generating leads and sales, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, all those things. Sorry, I, I thought we silenced everything, but apparently I missed one. Otherwise, you just have to ask people. Like I have a client on LinkedIn. We've been making videos together for two years now and it has taken two years for him to make sales from these videos. But this year he did over $200,000 in sales from the video work. Now, is that specifically one thing alone? Like, No, he also has a newsletter. He also has blogs that he posts. But people have said that they stay. he stayed top of mind with them from the video work. So if you're not tracking metrics in a large way, you have to ask people. You have to ask people sometimes, even if they're not telling you right up front, like, hey, Did you see my video? What did you think about it? Does it, did it resonate with you? Did you actually watch it or did you just like see it and pass it by? You have to go out and ask people like what their opinions are if, if they're not giving them to you.
0: I really appreciate you breaking that down because you're right. Uh, Just uh, taking it and then putting it right out there and putting some ad spend behind it is probably not the right strategy for you to do, you know, you need to run it past your coworkers. you need to run it past, you know, uh, you know, different departments and obviously you need to, you need to put together some kind of focus group, even if it's, uh, you know, talking to your, you know, your coaching mastermind or other people in your industry just to see, you know, like, okay, is this landing? Okay. And I think what happens also is that, you know, it, it comes down a little bit to the brand's personality, right? You know, if your brand conceptualizes fun and then you go and create this serious, you know, video that's not going to land very well, right. right? And it's 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 going to be problematic. So I really appreciate you breaking that down for us. Uh, Chris, can you please let everyone know where they can learn more about your company and how they can reach out to you directly?
1: For sure. Yeah, you can take a look at some of our explainer videos at cleavercreates.com. That's cleaver as in a meat cleaver. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. My last name is spelled W-E-I-H-E-R, three pronouns in there. We, I, her. So just search Chris Weir on LinkedIn. I'm always happy to connect with people. LinkedIn is probably where I do most of my networking and uh, I like to build out my network with people that I actually know and not just build up numbers. So feel free to uh, connect and shoot a message there if if you're interested.
0: I really appreciate that. Chris, thank you for joining me today. This has been very interesting. I love talking about this stuff and I really appreciate you taking the time to break this down for the show.
1: Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. This was great.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com/guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single day week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com/hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways.